Hey everybody, thanks for joining me for this episode of ATP, Ask the Pastor. I'm Pastor Sullivan at Holy Cross Lutheran Church in Kerrville, Texas. Today's question, dear pastor, what was the early church's view of the Old Testament apocryphal books? The Roman Catholic Church claims that these books were already approved at the Council of Carthage in 397. Why were they then rejected as canonical by the Reformation? All right, so the Third Council of Carthage in 397, its 24th canon, states, Besides the canonical scriptures, nothing be read in the church under the name of divine scripture. And its list includes many of the Old Testament apocryphal books. However, this was not the first council of the church to decide upon these books, nor do the fathers before the Council of Carthage agree. A council met in the year 364 in the city of Laodicea. The 59th canon of Laodicea states, No psalms composed by private individuals, nor any uncanonical books may be read in the church, but only the canonical books of the Old and New Testaments. Canon 60 then lists 22 books of the Hebrew Bible, including Baruch and the Epistle of Jeremiah as part of uh, the book of Jeremiah, and then all of the New Testament books with the exception of Revelation. Modern scholarship has declared that 60th canon to be doubtful. So, but it doesn't matter because even if it is a later addition to the Acts of the Council, we see that the consensus of the fathers before the Council of Carthage aligns with Laodicea, not with Carthage. The earliest Christian testimony to the Old Testament canon is Melito of Sardis. He died around 190 AD. Now, Melito was the bishop of the church at Sardis, which was an apostolic church. It was the church, uh, one of the churches to which St. John wrote in Revelation 3. Melito wrote a letter to a certain Onesimus because Onesimus wanted an accurate statement of the ancient books uh, with regard to their number and their order. And so, uh, Melito wrote, Accordingly, when I went east and came to the place where these things were preached and done, I learned accurately the books of the Old Testament and sent them to thee as written below. Their names are as follows. Of Moses, five books. Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. Jesus, Nave, Joshua. Uh, Judges, Ruth. Of Kings, four books. First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings. Of Chronicles, two. The Psalms of David, the Proverbs of Solomon, Wisdom, so synonymous with each other. Also Ecclesiastes, Song of Songs, Job, of Prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, of the Twelve Prophets, one book, Daniel, Ezekiel, Esdras, from which I also have made the extracts, dividing them into six books. That's in Eusebius of Caesarea's Ecclesiastical History, book four, chapter 26. Now, by wisdom, we noted he means the book of Proverbs, and by Esdras, he means Ezra and Nehemiah because they were combined as one book. Meloto doesn't list any of the Old Testament books, or the, excuse me, any of the Old Testament apocryphal books as properly belonging to the Old Testament. Moving on, uh, Cyril of Jerusalem. He lived around 318 to 368 AD. Also, Jerusalem, an apostolic church. Uh, he wrote, Learn also diligently and from the church what are the books of the Old Testament and what are those of the New. And pray, read none of the apocryphal writings. For why dost thou, who knowest not, those things which are acknowledged among all, trouble thyself in vain which the, about those which are disputed? Read the divine scriptures, the 22 books of the Old Testament, 
These have been translated by the 72 interpreters. So Cyril is telling his catechumens that as you are a catechumen, stick with the scriptures, not with the disputed books then, because they're not canonical. Many other fathers held that only the books of the Hebrew Bible were to be counted as canonical. Uh, those include Amphiliochius, uh, who lived from 340 to 395, Gregory Nazianzus, 329 to 389, uh, Origen of Alexandria, about 185 to 253 AD. Athanasius of Alexandria, in his 39th Festal Letter, writes that there are other books besides those in the canon, and those other books uh, are appointed to be read for instruction in godliness, and he lists those books as being the Old Testament Apocrypha, along with the Didache and the Shepherd of Hermas. However, the most well-known church father who wrote against the canonicity of the Old Testament Apocryphal books is Jerome. He lived from 342 to 420 AD. So at the end of the fourth century, Damasus, the Bishop of Rome, he commissioned Jerome to translate the scriptures into Latin and Jerome's translation would eventually become known as the Vulgate. So Jerome studied the scripture in its original languages, and he translated them all, uh, including the apocryphal books for the Vulgate. However, in Jerome's preface to the Book of Kings, he makes a distinction between those books which are included in the Hebrew scripture and those uh, which appear only in the Greek translation of the Hebrew Old Testament, the Septuagint. He writes, Wisdom, which is commonly ascribed to Solomon, and the book of Jesus, the son of Sirach, and Judith and Tobias, and the shepherd are not in the canon. I have found the first book of Maccabees is Hebrew, the second is Greek, which may also be proven by their styles. Other fathers, such as Eusebius, Epiphanius, Hilary, and Nisiphorius, they all counted the same books of the Old Testament. Even John of Damascus, living uh, from 675 to 749, you know, writing long after the Council of Carthage, he testified to the same in his exposition of the Orthodox faith. He noted that wisdom of Solomon and Sirach, quote, are virtuous and noble, but are not counted, nor were they placed in the ark, end quote. And that means not canonical for the Hebrews. Now, these books, then, they clearly lack the consensus of the early church, uh, especially the apostolic churches, those churches that were founded by apostles themselves. Uh, in fact, if anything, the, the consensus of the early church seems to be against their inclusion in the canon. So as far as the third canon of Carthage is concerned, uh, we can also state that Rome, uh, while it may cling to canon 24, it doesn't abide by all of its canons. Canon 39 of the Council of Carthage states that the bishop of the first see shall not be called the prince of the priests, nor high priest, the sumus sacerdos, or any other name of this kind, but only bishop of the first see. The epitome of the 25th canon of, third, of uh, the Third Council of Carthage states that subdeacons, deacons, and presbyters, as well as bishops, should abstain from their own wives during the time of their ministration. Yet Rome now forbids marriage to its priests and bishops. If someone were to press the point then that the Trollan Council of 692 affirmed the canons of Carthage, uh, then we would also have to know that that very same Trollan Council also accepted the, can the canons of the Council of Laodicea from 364. Now, 
you've heard it said, we've all heard it said by Roman Catholics that Luther removed books from the Bible. And that's why Lutherans don't have all of the Roman Catholic doctrine or, or some variation of that theme. But from Laodicea and the fathers listed, it's clear that Luther didn't remove books from the Bible any more than Melito, Athanasius, Jerome, and all those other church fathers did. The consensus of the early church was that those books were never part of the Old Testament to begin with. And Luther agreed with those fathers that these books should be read for edification, which is why he kept them in his German translation of the Bible. Now, he did uh, place them in between Malachi and Matthew. And in doing so, he confesses two things. By keeping them, uh, he confesses that they should be read for edification. But by sequestering them in between the two testaments, he confesses uh, that they aren't divinely inspired scripture. You know, nor do these books contain anything uh, that teaches papist doctrine. Uh, there are passages that may allegedly teach papist doctrine, but Lutherans have, ever since the Reformation, explained those texts in accordance with the rest of Scripture and the analogy of faith. So Tobit 4 verse 10 says, alms do deliver from death. Yet Philip Melanchthon uses that very text in the Apology of the Augsburg Confession and explains it according to the rest of the New Testament and the Old according to the analogy of faith. And then I've demonstrated already in a previous video that 2 Maccabees 12.46 doesn't teach prayers for the dead or sacrifices for the dead. When the fourth session of the Council of Trent, when it anathematized those who do not receive the Old Testament apocryphal books as, can as canonical, it went far beyond what the, or what the uh, Council of Carthage ever would have dreamed. And in doing so, Rome has also unwittingly anathematized not just the churches of the Reformation, but many of the fathers, which they claim as their own tradition. So that's it for this ATP. If you would like to experience the Old Testament Apocrypha yourself, you're welcome to check out this book, uh, Meditations on the Old Testament Apocrypha. It is um, a, a book of devotional on 1st Esdras, Tobit, Judith, and Wisdom of Solomon, KJV text of those books included. You can pick it up on Amazon, uh, link in the video description below. Thanks a lot. We'll catch you next time on ATP. Ask the Pastor.